Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. You got it on Middle Kent. Alcohol. I'm not a drinker, so this is my favourite topic. We heard in the news this evening that there has been an 8% increase in the number of people treated for the problem of alcohol use last year. Excuse me. Almost 7,500 people were treated in 2022, according to the Health Research Board. We know Ireland has a reputation for having a problem with alcohol, but it does seem as if being sober or drinking less has become more socially acceptable. It wasn't too long ago when you would be considered very strange if you were on a night out and drink a Coca-Cola. Now, non-alcoholic beers and an emphasis on health figures and fitness in general terms means binge drinking is not as cool as it once was, if it was ever cool. So why is there an increase in those being treated for problems with alcohol use? Are we too quick to label a bad habit a problem these days? Do we need treatment or therapy for everything? Or are we actually becoming more addicted despite our healthier lifestyles? What do you think? What is your relationship with alcohol? And is it worse or better than it was? I want to know, do you think Ireland still has a problem with alcohol? And when you see, like, in my day, the nightclubs were packed five nights a week, six nights a week, jammed with 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Nowadays, there is no real nightclubs anymore. They're nearly all gone. There isn't that same culture of getting hammered constantly all the time. But yet we seem to have more people with problems with alcohol. So why is that? If anyone knows the answer, I'd love to hear it. The number is 87 8 But the real question is, do you think Ireland still has a bad problem and a bad association with alcohol? Let me know. 87 8 Let me go to Dave. Dave, hi, how are you? Hello. Uh, good to talk to you, Dave. Dave. How's it going? Yeah. And else you want to give out about before we get started, no? Um, no, I think I've just about done it. Why, do you think I'm a bit of a buzzkill? Huh? Do you think I'm a little bit of a curmudgeon tonight? What? Do you think? Do you think I went too far? No, not at all. But just maybe take ten deep breaths. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just buzzing with you. I'm just buzzing with you. Well, you, is, are you, are you giving out about the Irish? cranky than you normally do. Are you giving out about the Irish football team thing? I couldn't give a fiddlers about the Irish women's football team. Should they, should they fair, really be celebrating? But know, should they, they be really be celebrating an open top bus and all that kind of carry on? Yeah, we're but they, they lost. Won the World Cup, didn't they? They lost, but in fairness. When was the last time you got into a World Cup? Well, I, don't, I, I got a World Radio Award. Yeah, well, yeah and, and you were showing that from the rooftops for how long? How long was that part of your opening blurb? Yeah, but I did win. I didn't lose. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't lose in the yeah, first round. Yeah, you still tore the arse out of it as well, though. I, but I did you tear know. the arse out of it, but I did win. Yeah. Just let, let the girls have their thing, like. Right. Uh, no, no, I'm not taking away from them. Well done. Come on, ye girls in green. Well, we're behind them all the way. So patronising. <laughs> it's not meant to be patronising. Well done, girls. How do I say it without sounding patronising? Well done, girls. I, I don't think you can. I actually don't think you can, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Right, moving on. Back to alcohol. I don't drink, Dave, so this is alien to me in some sense, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Do you think... But yet I don't see people drunk as much as I used to. Maybe that's just my imagination. I think it's gotten better. I, I genuinely think the drinking culture has gotten better in Ireland. Like, uh, it's got more fucking expensive ones. Uh, so, you know. But it hasn't really. It hasn't. That has. I has, mean, no, compared to, compared to everything else. If you go back, if I go back to when I worked in Club M, you know, on a Saturday night back in, uh, you know, the nineteen mid-1990s, right? A pint of beer was a fiver. 
I know, but uh, yeah, we were, you were talking about drinks. Like, I went drinking in Dublin there two years ago, and I swore I'll never drink in Dublin ever, ever again. Like, if you want to go out in Dublin for, like, a long weekend, you'd nearly want to be going and getting a credit union top up. You know, like, one, one place was asking for nearly seven euro for a pint. I was like, what else do I get with my pint? Yeah, but, that's, but that's 20 years after I'm talking about. So, realistically, yeah, the pint's gone up hugely. Yeah, no, but come here. I remember we used to be able to go out when, when I was, like, 18, and, like, if you would... 70 or 80 euros in your pocket would do you for the night. You know, if you're going out with 150, you're yeah. going on a rampage. Right. No. Okay. 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 I get it, you. it has. Trust me, it has. Okay. So, take it from a drink. Yeah. So you have to be you have to be rich to be an alcoholic in Dublin, is what you're saying, right? Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. So do, so price has made a difference. To, you know, the amount of people or the amount of drink people can consume, uh, particularly if it's shorts you're, you're drinking or spirits you're drinking. Um, oh, but, but in saying that, you know, I don't like. When I was working in the clubs, like when I was at the peak of it back in the mid 1990s, you know, there was like, I don't know, 40 nightclubs in Dublin. There's now mm. one or two, if there's even that. You know, they're yeah, all nearly I, gone. Yeah, I was in a, a nightclub in Killarney there probably about a year, year and a bit ago. And um, one of the biggest nightclubs in Killarney. And I walked in and it was actually depressing. There was nobody there. There was a guy up on the stage doing trad music. I said it was about 10 people in the whole place. And it was like, this is just really, really sad. Oh, you know, so yeah. we, we, we have shifted away from the whole nightclub culture, all right? Like, people are, it's more kind of pubs with really good smoking areas. They, they kind of seem to have taken over from that, uh, you know, in my experience. Yeah, anyway. well, the smoking you ban know? was the first nail in the coffin for the nightclub industry. That was the first uh, nail in the coffin. One of the best things ever happened to the pubs, though. Oh, yeah. If I mean, honest with you. Yeah. It really, really is. Like, you oh, know, no, no, what I, I agree. I, 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 even as a smoker, I agree. Yeah, you know, but um, no, I do think like drinking culture wise, like we still Irish people, we still have a problem with you know the old demon drink, but it's gotten better. Like you don't see kids in pubs as much as you would once upon a time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's it's not as socially acceptable to get hammer drunk and go home and slap the shit out of your missus. You know what I mean? Like and it was a big open secret for a lot of people, and I I do see. People are just like, I don't see people as messy in the pubs as I once did. Yeah, so they're going for a you're social all... drink rather than a binge drink. Yeah, you know, like a lot of my But I, but I my don't friends, know like... binge drink. I mean, like, I binge drinking was a big thing, you know, years ago, but I don't know if it was ever cool, as I said earlier on, you know, to, to binge drink. Yeah, was that not just, yeah, but was that just, not just a label somebody, someone in the media put on just going out in the piss? Yeah, you know, well, because technically anything more than four or five drinks is binge drinking. But I remember mates of mine who drank, you know, and, and their target was to forget what happened. In other words, they they were almost proud the next day, go, oh, what was I up to last night? That, you know, that was kind of like, yeah, a, you know? Yeah, no, 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 no. Anybody I know who ever got blackout drunk, it was never good. You know, you wake up the next morning and go, oh, shit, what did I do? You know, but um, no, but even like myself, a lot of my friends, like if, if we were to go to the pub, we're quite happy to go early in the day, have three, four, five pints and go home. You know, um, I, but I do, I, I really do think the drinking culture in this country has it's gone a lot better. We've a long way to go. We should be pumping more into education. But I even see, like, youngsters and youngsters around where I live. Drinking isn't as big a thing for them. Fitness is a big thing. You know, my youngster's only, like, 13 years old. And, like, he's mad into his fitness. Well, he's joining a gym and he's pumping the iron, is he? <laughs> I'm not joking. He's, man, he's, he's 13 and little shit has a six-pack. You know what I mean? He's got, more, he's got more muscles than I will ever dream to have. You okay, know? but then why are we seeing an 8% increase in alcohol problems? COVID. 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 I was talking, okay, I, 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 I know, you know I know what I'm going to say? Mean, I'm going to be completely sexist here, okay? Not that would be unusual yeah. for me. Um, I'm going to be completely <laughs> sexist here. I'm not going to say that. I think the new problem, and I know doctors have said it, is with young women in their mid-30s presenting themselves with liver problems because women are drinking more wine at home. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. There's that whole phrase, oh, it's wine o'clock. Yeah, but like COVID did have a big thing to do with it because I know somebody firsthand who went into treatment there last year and we rang around a few places looking to get him in somewhere. And a lot of them said, yeah, we're full up. And it's a lot of it was COVID. A lot of it was people being stuck at home and they had nothing to do but to drink. Stay, well, do me a favor, stay there because stay I want to go to Martin and breathe as well. Martin, hi, how are you? Good evening, Niall. I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Martin, why, why do you think we've got an increase in alcohol problems, yet when you look at, you know, your basic observation is we seem to be drinking less? Well, I think it's partly cultural, but it's also, I mean, I've expressed many times, you know, governments suck at everything, and Irish governments in particular suck at everything. Um, if, you, if you consider one of their answers to addressing how children view and are um, exposed to alcohol was to tell supermarkets and, you know, generally supermarkets that uh, they had to corral the off-license. Hide it, yeah. Yeah, just about every every supermarket you'll go into, particularly the the German discount ones, um, they have the kind of automatic... um, Gates, yeah, the little gates. The doors, the gates. And I've seen kids running in and out, playing through the gate. <laughs> Nobody can stop them. The gates are so low that you can see, the, the kids can see over. I mean, ridiculous, you know, solutions that obviously aren't going to work. But I entirely no. agree with Dave. The, 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 the issue during COVID, I, I can tell you from experience, and I, I you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, when, when my wife walked out on me, I kind of found solace in, in drinking. For a while, you know. Now I didn't. It didn't ruin my life. It didn't overtake me. I, I within a within a, a few months, I kind of got hold of it. But things can overcome you, and sometimes it's very easy to do that. But when you consider, we have, you know, in the doll, they have a bar. Now, this is supposed to be the seat of government. Why is there a bar in the doll? I know. It's, by the way, is there a bar in the Houses of Parliament? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Babrita says things. I don't know. Is there a bar in the Houses of Parliament? I don't know. Maybe there is. And the ones in England, they have a few of them. Yeah, they probably have. Yeah. I mean, but don't get me wrong. I do. I do remember that very famous night we were bringing in legislation for abortion before the referendum. Remember the uh, pregnancy something bill or something, wherever it was. And they were there at two o'clock in the morning. Do you remember that famous night? And they were all hammered out of their heads. And there was people sitting on people's knees and all sorts of things going on. And they were all drunk, like. Brian yeah. Cowan and his famous radio interview. <laughs> oh, Brian Cowan, that's right, the famous radio interview, yes. Yeah, yeah that, or he was definitely still fairly well on it. Like. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Martin. That, that's, that's, that's my point. I mean, the, you know, the doll is supposed to be the seat of government. And in my opinion, there should be no place for a bar in the seat of government. It's supposed to be serious business that takes place there. It's so hypocritical. They will turn around and tell everyone else what they're supposed to do, not just about drinking, but about everything. And the vast majority of them, I'm not going to say all politicians, we have some very, very credible people, but generally, the majority of them are hypocrites of the highest order. I don't believe they have our best interests at heart in anything, most of them. I think they, you know... I think they, they lack the... They, personally speaking, I just think they lack the intelligence to run the country, but that's how that's one way Well... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I'm just on, on, on that. Jane was telling me, by the way, they're going to have a an Oireachtas committee on AI, artificial intelligence, 
And I'm saying, judging by the last Oireachtas Committee on Ryan Derby, can you only imagine what an Oireachtas Committee in Ireland on AI, imagine, with the greatest respect to Matty McGrath, I don't think he knows a lot about, uh, you know, AI. Um, and so, look, the Irish government haven't got a clue about social media and AI and everything else involved in technology. So I, I just don't get why they would have an Oireachtas Committee on it. I don't, they need a committee for everything in this country. Anyway, sorry, Mark, yeah, yeah, I, I digress. I, the point I was making is, I don't believe they're up to speed. Well, they're not up to speed on anything. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier on, and I'm I'm diverging for a moment, just on nuclear power. If people want to know about... I'll be talking about that later, power, yeah. Not like, it, not like it was 50 years ago. I would encourage anyone who really wants to find out the facts, look at the statistics. Well, I will, encourage them, I will encourage them to listen to us a little bit after 10 o'clock, quarter past 10, and we'll have an expert on to talk okay, about it. But I would just yeah. say, because I'm not going to get the opportunity, look at the statistics. Nuclear power is is now the safest, cleanest power available to and us. Cheap. Other than, or, yeah, exactly, other than natural, God-given daylight, you know, photosynthesis, the whole lot. The next okay. after that... Okay, getting, getting back to alcohol. We're going to be talking about that later on. So getting back to alcohol. Yeah. So do you think we still have the same problem that we had 20 years ago? We have the same problem, but it manifests in a different way, I think. Um, because it's exactly as you say. I mean... Like 50 years ago, the, 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 the typical overdrinker or alcoholic or whatever you, whatever term you want to use would would probably be a man in his, you know, in his 40s to Just gonna say 60s, that, yeah. maybe 70s. If they lived that long, they sat at the bar and drank copious pints. I, I think it's shifted um, demographically and socially. I think you're right with the, with the, the number of, of uh, women in particular that are presenting with uh, liver problems, psychological problems, you know, all these things. And again, it, it's just, it, to me, it comes back to mm. the way nothing is handled properly in this country. Okay, well, 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 hang on. Let me just bring a, a female perspective into this as well. Say there, David Martin. Uh, Breda, how are you doing? I am smile. How are you? Good. Breda, do you drink? Um, not a lot, but I, I do drink. Yeah, I do. Ha- I, I socially drink. Okay, would you would you have a bottle of wine at home? Would you drink a glass of wine at home? Very, very seldom. Maybe if I made a spaghetti bolognese, I might have a glass of red wine. Okay, well that's okay. That's an aperitif, that. isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, other than mm. that, no. I only I I I I think that's a slippery road. You start having a glass of wine every night. Next thing is well, there are people that, there are women out there that drink cases of it a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know somebody whose marriage ended because of that. His wife was, he well, would arrive home from work at night, his wife was on the kitchen floor. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's an illness. You know, that's, that's a sad way. That's mm-hmm. a, like, alcoholism is an illness. Um, and it's very, a slippery road you can go down, I think, quite easily if you don't have maybe um, goodwill parents stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I like to drink, but I, I'm, I'm quite happy to drink my Coke Zero in the evenings or have a cup of coffee. That's, and, and if I didn't see drink again, I, it really wouldn't bother me, Niall, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm moving you know? towards the water myself now from the Red Bull. I've limited myself now to, to oh, maximum. Well, well, I'm still now I'm still drinking it. But I was it's drinking so four, four I was drinking four cans a day. Now I'm down to one yeah. or two max. Well, that is that's so bad for you now. That's nearly as bad now as having a few scoops. And you know what like I that's... you know what I do when I'm in the studio here? So I have my can of Red Bull, which I've drank already. I just fill the can yeah. with water. So I feel I feel and like I'm drinking it. <laughs> so psychologically you think you're still drinking it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not no, a good thing. I do, think, I do think that gentleman is right. Like COVID had a huge factor in um 
and people in, increasing their drinking habits and stuff. I mean, my brother's in the supermarket trade and phenomenal amount of alcohol sold on a daily basis. And during COVID. During COVID, because there was nothing else for anybody to do. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, so people were kind of going, oh, this is beautiful weather. I'm going to sit out and eat and have a few glasses or whatever. We'll have a barbie. And yeah, a there's a lockdown. We're not allowed to go anywhere. So might as well sit out the back garden and drink wine. Yeah, and, and nobody knew where certain people you could go on a golf outing. Oh, <laughs> this, well, is, this is true, yeah. Yeah, like Dave. What? Sorry, Dave. I just decided I'd wake you up. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry about that. Yeah. No, look, you know, I, I suppose women have more access now to being able to purchase alcohol and whatever. I mean, in my mother's day, there were six of us. She was on the go from morning to night trying to keep everything cleaned and fed. And, you know, I think we have a much more balanced uh, life now. And we're not as tied to the kitchen sink as my mother was. And in, in the best possible way, because like that was she was happy to be at home and mind us and look after us and. Then it went to daddy then when we were all kind of fled home or grandkids. But um, I do think we have more access now than um, we would have had 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And Dave, did you drink more during COVID? Oh, yeah. Jesus, I did. Yeah, of course. MC, yeah. That's what there to do. The weather was lovely. You know, I, I'm not complaining. I wasn't drinking to excess. I wasn't. You know, it wasn't becoming problematic. Uh, you know, we had some lovely weather. We used to sit out the back garden at night time. You know, some ha- lovely, happy memories from it. So, yeah, why not? Like, there's nothing wrong with drinking if if you're doing this. I would say in moderation, but you know your, you know, but if you know your limits, like if you're not getting paralytic, falling down drunk every night of the week, you know, mm. yeah. and particularly if like if you're like, if a culture, you're walking all week. But there's a there's two culture shifts going on, I think. And one is that shift, that culture shift that we spoke about already of going to the nightclubs. I'm sure, Breda. You went out to the nightclubs, you know. Oh, my, I used to be there seven nights a week. Nine. Where, where was your haunt? Two. Which haunt did you go to? Anywhere in town I could get it and flag my way into. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, and we're, so we're gone from that culture of, and you know where that, that stems from? Because what happened was, in my day, people didn't go to college. Most people didn't go to college. Only the rich kids went to college or the clever kids, right? The rest of us all just went to work straight from the age yeah. of 18. So most kids between 18 and 24 had money in their pockets because they had a job. So they could afford to go out. But when the college scene started to come in, we noticed in the nightclub industry that all of a sudden, you know, they didn't have money anymore. So the average spend per head, I remember when the very famous nightclubs in Dublin, the owner saying to me one night, he was telling me uh, that they got seven quid a head. That's what they used to get off people. But that went wow. down over a three-year period down to a fiver a head. So they were losing money per head. So they're still at the same amount yeah. of people in, but they were spending less. And the reason for that is because they didn't have money because they were college kids. So then they start doing the college nights, the, you know, the two euro a drink college nights to try and encourage yeah. business. But that still didn't work. And that was the decline of the nightclub industry when every kid was going to college. So they just didn't have the money to go out only once a week, maybe. Well, and, now, when I, went, when I was working as a, as a young person, I mean, I started on £40 a week. I get my mother so much and the rest was mine. But I mean, I used to just go in and flush in the eye, lad. May I, some nice gentleman, and I get a little drink off for me. Well, that's and then what I'm saying. Yeah. Leith, we go down to Leeson Street and we're looking for the fellow with the white band around his finger, <laughs> and we get him to buy us a bottle of wine. And then we scarf around. Oh, Leeson Street. You, oh, Dave, you wouldn't yeah, know about Leeson Street. Good old Leeson Street. No, go on. Street. Educate me. Uh, 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 you missed out. Martin, you, you Martin, you've been in Leeson Street, haven't you, after the club nights? Yeah. No, when I used to go out, 
they weren't called nightclubs, they were called discos. And the last time I was <laughs> at a disco was in a place, I can't even remember, oh, which street was it? I can't remember which street it was in, but it was a place called the Celebrity Club. That's the last time I was in a disco. That was that was down that was down the back of um, was it not Nassau Mount Street down around that area somewhere, isn't it? No, 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 no. It was it was on the north side. It was. Um, oh, okay. It was on the north. Yeah, okay. Was, well, well, was, leave, um, well, to educate Dave, Leeson Street uh, was a very strange phenomenon. What happened was the nightclubs would finish at two o'clock or half two, and yeah. Leeson Street. They basically opened up all these nightclubs in basements of houses and they operated on a restaurant license or a wine license. So they only sold wine and orange juice if you were skint, right? So, but everybody went there and you could stay there till whatever time you want because on on a restaurant license, you could open all night if you wanted to, once you only served wine. So people yeah. went to these uh, these clubs, Dave, after the nightclub, and it was down to Leeson Street. They were a very famous song. And then, you, then you head off to somewhere for your breakfast. Jury's Hotel, morning. yeah, to the coffee dock. Yeah, for your breakfast. That actually sounds like yeah. some crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's yeah. another lovely little place there that used to serve breakfast. They had little teapots and everything. I can't remember the name of it. Mm. wasn't too far from Leeson Street, but we often went there too. For it, was a, it was a great before. spot. And somebody would text me in what the name of it was. And Bono used to go there and Shane McGowan. And they all used to go there. They used to call it Maz, right? M-A-S. Like your man. Yeah. And it was one of these places where you got a dirty breakfast. You know what I mean by a dirty? It was on a dirty plate. You get an egg, two sausages, a bit of pudding. <laughs> or a bit of, bit of toast, yeah. And it was a big dirty looking breakfast. You know what I mean? And I can't remember the name of the place, but they used to call it Maz. And every, a lot of people went there as well. But sorry, we're going off the topic. Back to alcohol again. Uh, let, let me go to, uh, sorry, let me go to Catherine. Catherine, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. How are you? Now, you're a recovering alcoholic. I am indeed, yeah. Yeah, see, I, that, that's, that, even that word frightens me a bit. Yeah, because I, as far as I'm concerned, you're not an alcoholic anymore. When was the last time you had a drink? 29 years ago. Well done, right? And Wow. Yeah, well and see, done. if I gave up smoking next week and somebody said to me, are you a smoker? I'd say no. But yet alcoholics carry that that name with them for the rest of their life. I know. It's just probably when we go to meetings and we do prison service and, you know, you're a recovering alcoholic, you know. Mm. You see, as that lady said, it's an illness. It, 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 it progresses in your head. You know, it never goes. Yeah. You, you know that type of way? And uh, and I'm only too too well aware of it. I mean, I drink three liters of vodka per day. Three liters a day. Oh a day. my goodness! Wow. Now, listen, wow. I'm very famous. I'm very famous, lady, and I've been being on your show in Bali. <laughs> I know, but three liters a day. You mean be nearly embalmed with that amount of alcohol yeah. in your system? Yes. Yeah. You're lucky. You still have a liver. Mm. Even the doctors couldn't believe it. Now I went cold turkey. Yeah. And stop. Um, not to say that I wasn't in treatment, that I was in a hell of a lot. Yeah. But when you start to do it for your husband and do it for your four beautiful young children, yeah. you have to do it for yourself. And like, what, can you remember the turning point, Catherine? Were you on the floor one oh, day, lying down, thinking, I can't do this anymore? I was on or? the floor every day. I was huh. on the floor every day, Niall. Yeah. Every day. And my four young children knocking at the door, coming in from school. Oh, God. Horrendous. Oh, I'm so sorry. I say, say. It strips everything. It strips the paint off the wall. It's just, it's horrendous. Horrendous. You must look back at that with so much regret. So much regret. <laughs> yes. But well, I have made him. I, for being in office for so long. Well, well thank you very much. Thank you. And, mm. I, and I don't, I, I, 
I feel so wonderful. I will look, wake up every morning and not looking for a drink. And I look and I walk the streets. Not only if I'm not going to be in Bally Fairness, I walk the streets anywhere and there's nothing but vodka bottles, there's cans, there's everywhere you go, there's just from early morning, nine o'clock, that's all you see. And can you know, I ask you, Catherine, how did you f- feed that habit? I mean, that, that must have been expensive. But to be quite honest, my poor mother, I was an only girl. I had four brothers, so I drafted two, two only one left. And uh, it was my mother. I, I actually took money from my mother. Mm. You know, and... Uh, That's probably a big regret I, I, you have as well, too, I'd say. And, and I mean, my mother cried every night, our only daughter, you know? Yeah. And did and, did uh, your mammy live to see you in recovery? She 20 years of her. 20 years, yeah. Mm. I'm saying she was very proud of you. She was over the moon, over mm. the moon. For I'm telling you now, And how old were your kids when you stopped? I beg your pardon? How old were the kids when you stopped? Uh, well, I, I was 29, so wait, let's say my children are about 53, the eldest, 49, 47 and 43. So you kind so, of, you missed out on the early years of their life? I missed all their little life, yeah. yeah. I missed yeah. when they come home from school, I'd be on the floor and... My poor husband, I was put at more times. I don't blame him. Mm. You know, with the frustration when he come home after the hard Did he stick, did he stick with you to the end? He did, did he? No, no, he didn't. No, okay. he didn't. Okay. He had to use tough love. He had to use tough love. And he left you. you. Know, did he leave you? Yeah, sorry, Martin, yeah. No, you yeah, he had to. Uh, go ahead, Martin. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's, there's something that a lot of people don't consider. Now, I'm not saying for everyone, but I think for a lot of, for a lot of people, a large contingent of people there may also be a genetic factor because i definitely like you know i, don't I look know. around and i can see uh, no no well I my mean, dad was a genetic factor what do you mean a genetic factor there's a genetic factor in all kinds of things that make people more susceptible to certain conditions diseases and all kinds of things because it's genetic within them the simple fact oh, is I t- that if I t- you look you know, I thought you meant I thought you meant was my father, my mother, or you know, was it in the family, which it wasn't. Mm. You know what I mean? No, but that, that's exactly what that's exactly what. I'm, as I said, I'm not saying for everyone, but I think for a certain contingent of people, there is a genetic factor. So you think people might be predisposed to addiction? Yeah. Oh, I, I guess you because think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. Dave. Yeah, because it's it, 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 it's it's a known fact that you have particularly the likes of Aboriginal, Australian Aboriginals and uh, American Aboriginals, or as they're called now, First Nation people. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they have a problem in that, I can't remember what the enzyme is called, but 90% of them are missing an enzyme that allows them to metabolise alcohol the way other people do. I think that probably occurs you know, around... You, you know what, Mark? You should, you should, you should open the treatment centre. <laughs> it would be fantastic. You see, the, the, the thing with me is, as I've stipulated numerous times, I don't have a television. I, you know, my favourite pastime, other than listening to listening to this show, I, I, I occupy my spare time with reading, and that can be on any subject. Um, I understand, the, the, yeah. I was sorry. I, I want to get back, Catherine, to the original point we we're trying to make at the start of the show. I mean, you yourself will have noticed that less people drink now than maybe drank, you know, thirty nine years ago when you were drinking. It was more common for people to be alcoholics. 
Um, but yet we're yeah, seeing that's true, yes. But yet we're yeah. seeing an eight percent increase in problem drinking. So to me, that doesn't make any sense. But it is true. You know, seven and a half thousand people were treated in twenty twenty two, which is an increase. So we are seeing yeah. an increase. So I, I think it's yeah. more. I mean, in your day, thirty nine years ago, it would be more unusual for a woman to be an alcoholic than a man. I mean, obviously men, yeah. but now we're seeing so much more, you know, of the female species um, actually drinking, yeah. you know, probably drinking wine, watching the television or whatever it is. You know, so we are having a bigger problem in that sense. Well, well I don't know what it was at me, but I used to, used to know me as the hooker, uh, Smirnoff woman. I, I wouldn't drink only Smirnoff. For some strange reason, I don't know why. <laughs> it had to be smear enough. Okay, because you, know I, you had expensive tastes. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, Niall? When I was drinking 29 years ago, that was £20, and it's only 22 now. Yeah, that's, I was only saying that earlier on to Dave. Yeah. Alcohol actually hasn't got up much in price in the last 20 or 30 years. Oh, no, yeah, no, sorry, Breda, go in ahead. The, in the pubs it has. I mean, if we, we so, yeah. my friends would get together every so often and we do it at maybe a Thursday night in one of the houses because a, a bottle of Prosecco in a local pub here is 30 euros and I can get oh three bottles God. of Prosecco for 10 euros each in the off-license. Well, so there you go, like yes. Huge, huge um, increase in some stuff in the pubs now. So it just makes it too expensive to go out. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you, you were saying it is more expensive, and it absolutely is more expensive than it is than it was thirty years ago. There's no doubt. But in comparison to the cost of everything else, say you know, like a bag of sugar or a pound of butter, it's or unbelievable, it, it, Yeah, it hasn't gone up that much. No, no, I, I do regularly go in. I don't. I mean, I don't buy alcohol. It doesn't even give me a thought. No, I don't. Do you I still go into a pub? That. Do you still go into a pub, Catherine? Oh, yeah, I four children married. I was at their weddings. I go out socialising. Once I'm not thinking, I don't care who gets drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once I don't. Once Mar- I don't. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, Martin. I have to say something there, but he's gone now. Mar- Mar- here we go. Yeah. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. sorry, Martin. Go I'm ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Martin. Yeah, I was just going to say here, I think it also has to do with, you know, availability has made alcohol so much more acceptable. I mean, when when I started working as an apprentice, I started on 15 towns, the, the, the old town when we had parity with the UK. Yeah, yeah. Punts. And if you wanted alcohol, you'd have to go basically to, an, to a, a, superma- a reasonable size supermarket that had an off-license, to a dedicated off-license, or to a pub, or a hotel, or whatever. Now, every garage you pull into, every little corner shop almost, it's omnipresent and it has become so much more acceptable to see it pretty much everywhere. But it, mm. you know, it, it's it's just, it's all around us. It's everywhere we go. And I think that has hey, a lot to do with it. Well, 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 do me a favour. Stay there all of you a second. I want to go to Caroline as well. Caroline, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? I'm good. Good. Caroline, why are we seeing this increase? I, I, am I right in my theory that it may be, you know, female? so much female like my thinking on it is you know during COVID a lot of us well a lot of people got used to staying at home they weren't really going out there's an awful lot of anxiety people are suffering an awful lot more from anxiety and they're using the drink as such courage to get out there yeah no I wouldn't disagree with you anxiety is a huge problem at the moment and I think COVID created a lot of that yeah oh an awful lot of it yeah Mm. like I worked in pubs years ago and I've actually recently gone back working in pubs again now. And I was actually shocked that, you know, one like one of the, the younger bar staff turned around to me and said, oh, see that guy there, he's cut off. And I was like, what? 
And he goes, yeah, he's cut off. We're not serving him anymore. And I was like, Jesus, you actually do that now? And the bar staff absolutely will say, no, you've had enough. And if one person says it, it just goes, nobody else serves them for the night. Yeah, COVID had a massive effect. I had a friend of mine who was really outgoing, constantly out in the bars and clubs. Now, he wasn't an alcohol or anything like that. He was just a very social person. But ever since COVID, he stopped going out. And when COVID ended, he didn't start going back out again. He stays at home all the time now. Ah, that's a shame. And he's a single guy, like, so it's not like he has a wife and kids to stay at home for. But he's, so he's quite lonely now. Do you know what I mean? Because he yeah, stays at home. Yeah, it's much harder for people to get back out there. It really is. Yeah. It was. I, and I think, I, I do believe what Breda was saying. A lot of people took up drinking wine at home. Um, you know, that was kind of a more British thing. You know, we watch Gogglebox on the telly and you, or Anton Deck on a Saturday night. You'd always see people sitting in their houses, English people drinking wine. And we'd be going, yeah. what are they all drinking at home for? We don't do that. But now we do. Yeah. But we're doing yeah, the same. 100%. We drink at home. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's an awful lot more drinking at home. Yeah. yeah. But it's cheaper to do it. I mean, if, if, if you divide it up between a few, like, I'm only talking about meeting up with the girls. Um. You know, it, it, if we all just bring one bottle each and whatever and a few nibbles, like, it, it, it's lovely nice. What, we like the book together. club are you talking about? Yeah, like the book club. But it's, not <laughs> it's more, it's more, it's more uh, talk about... Why, I was going to say, what never happens at a book club? Talk about a book. That's what never happens at a book club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, don't use, we don't need a book to, have, to get together. But no, we just talk and have it laugh and whatever. You know, talk, but you know, I, having a bad day or a bad yeah, but it has changed. I mean, I everybody I know, I mean, and I'm sure all of us, obviously, Catherine has a personal experience, but I think even Martin, Brita, myself, Karen, I'm sure we all have a relation that when we were young was an alcoholic. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but that's not yeah. really the case anymore. No. You know what I mean? Unless you know, I, I, unless you know Catherine, <laughs> well, you, unless you knew Catherine. Sorry, Catherine. I wasn't a very nice person then. I, well, so you tell me. I think I think you're a lovely person, Catherine. I'm sure you were a lovely person. I blame no, I the alcohol. Wasn't then, yeah. I wasn't then, though. I wasn't then, Niall. Yeah, but you've changed. Oh my God, and for the better. You are, Catherine. You are who you are now. That's who you are. Yeah. Don't ever let that define you. Yeah, I know I don't. I don't. Be, pr- be proud of who you are. Yeah, I love her. She sounds lovely. She I, sounds we we need to give Catherine a group nice. hug. We need to give Catherine a group hug. Yeah, <laughs> we're sending you a big hug. Lots of love, Catherine. Yeah. And that's very, that's very nice of you. Thank you very much. And Caroline, did, did, was anyone in your family when you were younger an alcoholic? Yeah. Are you speaking to me? No, oh, Caroline, Caroline. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and you kind of don't see as much of that now. She, though, thankfully. But no, no, you don't. What was that? One at a time. Sorry, Caroline, go ahead. Well, sorry, I don't essentially agree with, you know, if it's in the family that, you know, oh, you're more predisposed to it or whatever. Like, because it was in every Irish family. Like, with drink, I can take it or leave it. It wouldn't bother me. I can go out and have a drink or I can go out and not drink. I didn't drink for 11 years just because I chose not to. Yeah. Do you know? And, you know, it's, uh, you know, probably some of it as well is the fact that, you know, we are so much more health conscious now that, people are recognising that it's a problem a lot quicker and they're actually going to get help. Whereas years ago, like, oh, Jesus, you dare not, like, the shame of that. You couldn't be letting people know that, you know, that the drink was a problem in the house. Like. Yeah, yeah. And- yeah, and I think, I think maybe people hide it better now too, Niall. I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful to anybody saying that. But, you know, I think, you know, years ago, it was probably more seen in the pub. For, and then, as someone said, he went home and they could be, throwing chairs around the place or whatever else. 
Um, I do think younger people are like my daughter wouldn't be a big drinker at all and has often gone out on a night and just had a Coke here or something because she just doesn't like the effect of that. But Irish people are drink pushers as well, you know, because I I know if I've ever, and I don't go out to bars or pubs, generally speaking, but if I ever do, if it was a wedding or something like that, you know, and you'd meet some of the bar, they go, oh, how you doing, Niall? Yeah, yeah, how's things? Yeah, I love the show, yeah. Do you want to, will you have a drink? And you go, no, yeah, grand, I don't drink. Go on, you'll have one with me, will you? And I go, no, I don't drink. Go on, you'll just have one with me, so, will you? And I go, well, like, what is wrong with people? What's wrong with Irish <laughs> people? Well, yeah, <laughs> well, they're like pushers when it comes to alcohol. You'll just have the one, so, will you? <laughs> you know? I don't, I, I don't think it's that they're pushers. I think that's kind of an Irish thing. Like, my, my mother, Lordy Marston, you know, you go over to the house and She'd be having dinner and she'd say, have a bit of dinner. And i go, no, I don't want any. I'm, I'm only after having my breakfast. Go on, you'll have a little bit. I'm like, no, I don't. Go on, you'll have it one day. So well, I'm don't insult me now. Don't insult me now, have I? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah I, you're, it's a bit like, I think it's more like that. I don't think that they're just trying to push drink on you. I think it's that we're, 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 we're kind of, we like to look after people. So yeah, we like to come across as kind. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, like, yeah, exactly. yeah, I think that's it probably, you know, but she was a devil, you know. You'd be, and, but yeah, I, but I she wouldn't be offering you a whiskey, would she? My dad no, would. No, <laughs> no, no. My mum my and dad never drank. And in the yeah, last few years, Mammy got a, um, we give her a taste, a little Bailey's, and every Christmas she'd go, I'll just have a little Bailey's with milk in it. And she'd have the little, you'd give her the little Baileys and you turn around, you turn back and it was gone in one gulp. And yeah. you'd say, Jeez, mommy, where is the, oh, that was lovely. And I said, it's a good job you don't drink. Yeah. Because it was gone. Well, you know? I grew up in a drinking family. My father was absolutely alcoholic. He couldn't stop oh, himself. Right. And my mother, oh. uh, well, she didn't really drink Christmas time. That was about it. Or when she yeah. went out and she'd have a snowball. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my mum and dad never drank apart from giving mummy a baby. Catherine will know what a and snowball I, is, don't you, Catherine? Do you remember snowballs, Catherine? Oh, I remember oh, snowballs. Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. Me granny, me granny was 98. She used to drink them like they were going out of fashion. Snowballs. You know, now, Niall, snowball means something else completely. Oh, yeah, now. don't even go there, Breda. Don't even no, go I'm there. Not. I'm not, I'm not. But yeah, my granny, <laughs> when I was a child, Christmas Day, I would go to my granny's house. I was only like five or six years of age. I can remember the snowballs because I thought the bottle was so attractive looking. And my granny yeah. used to knock back. She was 98 and she used to Fair smoke thing. like a trooper and drink snowballs. <laughs> yeah. You know? Some people get away with I don't know what's know? in a snowball. Is it, what is it? Advoca- it's an uh, or what? what's in a snowball? It was like, was it not a creamy kind of a Yeah, drink? it was. Was it like an advocate or, I don't know, that perno or something mixed into it or something as well? I don't know what's oh, it. It's like aniseed, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like an aniseed. Hey? You're right. You're absolutely right, yeah. Catherine. I think it was like an yeah, aniseed. Yeah. Well, well, listen, yeah. thank you very much indeed, Caroline Breeder. And Catherine, listen, thank you very much indeed. You're amazing. No problem, no problem. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, if anyone's watching, the, the, if anyone's going to be watching this moon tonight, by the way, Caroline, Catherine, or Breda, you know this moon. It's it's uh, well, ten o'clock. They're saying it's going to be, by the way, the biggest super moon you will ever see in your lifetime. Oh, who is it? Yeah, ten o'clock. Uh, the, yeah. Advocate, a mixture of egg yolk, sugar, brandy, and vanilla, plus a snowball. Ah, there you go. Advocate. I was right about the advocate. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know if you're going to be watching. Are you going to be watching the super moon tonight at 10 o'clock? I think we're cloudy here in in Kildare now. Oh, Jesus. Caroline, where are you? Where are you based? I'm in Galway and it's absolutely belting rain, so there isn't a chance in 90 of us seen it. Oh, right. Catherine (laughs) is in Ballyfermot. Is there a clear sky in Ballyfermot? 
Uh, as clear as a whistle, and I'm looking out through my window. Oh, can you see the moon? Oh, you're lucky. Too. I can't even say a sign of it now. <laughs> Not yet. All right. Well, <laughs> they... Okay. Well, it's supposed to be coming. It's supposed to be coming up at about <laughs> ten o'clock. So she's and by the way, because I only said to Jane tonight, I've noticed a difference already in the evenings. As my mother say, the evenings are closing in. I've oh, no... yeah, it is, yeah. I've noticed it getting darker earlier now. But I'm coming into the yeah. office normally. It was always bright, and now it's a little bit duskier, so I can see the difference now. We've had no sunshine now. There's nothing there to keep the light. Oh, yeah. You know. but what about climate change? Yeah, well, uh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't, stopped, hasn't stopped raining in the last month. You know, if, climate, know. if climate change is going to bring us up an extra degree, bring it on. You know, <laughs> they, say, they say that's to do with the El Nino or something. Ask at the me, Ars, El Nino. That's well, I'm just telling just you what saying. they're saying. Yeah. Ask okay. me, Ars, as well. I don't, <laughs> like, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just telling you what they're saying, right? You're listening to Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. With Recruit.ie. Download our job search app today. Search for Recruit.ie in your smartphone app store. Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Can somebody come on the air and explain to me why there's so many blue bottles? They're everywhere. It's like they're breathing in the studio here. What's going on? Get away from me. Sorry. Is, is it just my problem or is it everybody? Let me go to Michael. Actually, by the way, please, we need a supermoon correspondent. If anybody is in an area where there's a clear sky, can you please call and give us a rundown? Because we have clouds. We can't see it. So we want to know if you're in an area where there's a clear sky. Supermoon is the first major supermoon. It's the biggest one you'll ever see in your lifetime. It's tonight. Michael, hi. How are you? Uh, good evening. Um, good evening, indeed. Uh, how are you? Um, you're a pioneer. Yes, uh, indeed I am. Um, just, um, just, just wondering there about the blue bottles. That's probably all the dubs still celebrating after Sunday's uh, win against Ah, that's what it is. So, yeah, that's what it is. Pioneer, so, Michael, um, that's a very old term. I haven't heard the term pioneer. Do you remember how you used to have your pioneer pin, yeah, your badge? Yeah, um, I'm probably a pioneer well, myself, actually, because I don't drink. Well, yeah, uh, look, I, I suppose we're kind of, um, we're kind of uh, a decreasing kind of uh, cohort, but um, mm. I kind of look, uh, I kind of look at the pioneers uh, myself personally as a, uh, more to try and uh, get uh, young people and just make them aware of the problems of, um, I suppose, um, you know, uh, binge drinking alcohol in general, that sort of thing. Because what's, what's the origins, what, just very quickly, because I don't have too much time, what's the origins of the, the word pioneer or where it comes from? Do you remember? Yeah, the, the, word, the, word, the word pioneer basically comes from the fact that um, you, you had a, a certain priest uh, at the time going way, way back uh, in 1898, who actually set up this organisation because there was uh, a lot of problems, uh, particularly in Dublin at the time and right across the country, uh, with uh, alcohol. There was no regulation or anything. I know the prohibition didn't work in America either. And so they decided, uh, in a kind of a non-religious capacity, he decided to kind of help people. And I think people that have drink problems should be helped. They shouldn't be castigated. Um, mm-hmm. I would ha- I, I, I would say that... Um, going back to your, um, you know, I, I, I'm just involved in the secondary school myself. I'm a teacher, and we've over 100 young people uh, that are actually in the local pioneer um, That's great, branch in the school. Yeah. It is, and uh, and what I do, what I do basically is that I try not to put too much religious emphasis in it because that scaremongers people. It puts them off. What I do instead is I take them out on trips and uh, we do quizzes and everything. And it actually works. And, and uh, the students love it. 
Um, it was a kind of so, religious thing at one stage. I remember when you made your confirmation, you took yeah, the oath. Yeah. Do you remember you took the oath? I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Well, 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 well when there's, still, there's still an oath, but it's, 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 I try to make it a little bit more kind of appealing and a little yeah. bit more kind of inclusive. Um, because if you just concentrate on the religious aspect, you're just gonna just gonna put people out, like you yeah, know? of course, because so, um, they might not be religious, uh, of course, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So basically, um, that's that's what I do. I've been over it now since 2005, and yeah. um, I, I, I did drink myself. I took my first drink at 22, and uh, I just didn't like it. I had a lot of issues with regards to my uh, my Isabel's broader a part of the family where we uh, would have lost quite a few people to alcoholism and uh, would have caused problems. So uh, in in the end, I tried every drink, yeah. sambucas, sex yeah. in the beaches, black Russians, everything, and I hated the taste of it. And you know what? I love going out. I love going out clubbing. And we see ourselves uh, that you know the club industry is virtually dead and gone, oh, high yeah. insurance Sad, costs and so on and so forth. But yeah. I think I, I I think as well as that. You have to look at it as well from another point of view, another context is that um, cocaine has become a huge problem uh, in this country. Of course, yeah. And, yeah. Um, it's replacing I, alcohol. You, exactly. And I'll give you one example that uh, I paid, and this is one reason why people are not uh, using the alternative, because let's put it you this way. If alcohol was invented today, it would not be, it, it, it wouldn't be allowed. No, no. Uh, no, no way. But basically, you look at it this way, that uh, Niall, that we have, um, we spend over 3.2 billion uh, euros on this problem every year. And I'm not anti-drink, I'm anti the abusive drink, which is a, which is a big difference. Yeah. I love going out and everything else, but you have to remember this is that um, alcohol uh, amongst, uh, and I see it in school, that there's a huge problem post-COVID with parents where you had this kind of a uh, cabin fever approach. People weren't able to do things. And particularly in the cities, it's prevalent, where people were stuck in flats in apartments. Uh, mm. And they couldn't move and they yeah, couldn't they, go anywhere. They didn't even have a back garden to sit out in. Yeah, of course, that's right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think, uh, you, you, you put it you this way, Niall, last week I paid three euros and ten cents in a bar, a resort town nine miles away from me. Three euros and ten cents for a small bottle or a small glass of Coca-Cola. So you've got to say to yourself, where is the incentive? Not to drink. Not yeah. to drink. No, you're right. You're right. And, and, and I'm sure I've always noticed that if I ever went out because I didn't drink, that a bottle of Coke was probably equally as expensive as buying, you know, a half ah, pint of beer or a bottle of bud. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh,